look from your pet. That it, it, they're guaranteed they're just wondering what the fuck is wrong with you, especially oh, yeah, watching dude. sports. Absolutely, absolutely. I always think like I I always think that you know it would be really cool if if animals you know if I could talk to my dog like that would be ultimately very very cool. But at the same time, it's like that's just another, that's just another woman who would criticize me. You know what I mean? So do I need that in my life? Probably not. Jim, always getting your balls busted, my man. Always getting your exactly. balls busted. A bit. All right. Well, NFL football is upon us and we are still last in the league, gentlemen. It's good to be back. Right. To be good to be back. Good we, to be back. After two weeks of the 2022 preseason, we're back. We were finally able to get Julio back on board. Yeah, yep. we were finally yep. able to get it. Julio, uh, he took a he took what what I like to think of as a sabbatical. He found himself over the last uh, I don't know what's it been year 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 and a half uh, something something like that. I think he really found himself. You know, he did some traveling, some soul searching, and uh, well, realized that uh, last in the league was where he wanted to be. I, I like to think he realistically just took himself an off season. He Tom Brady his off season, and <laughs> here we are. You know, yeah, the NFL, like you said, the NFL season's upon us. Yeah, he yeah, had to save the marriage. You know, so. there was something about not doing this last year that I feel like got me extra excited for this football season. For sure, no, it was a, it was a uh, this this season is, I think we all have a legitimate reason to be excited this year for our respective teams. And uh, Julio, you, your team is going into a new era of, um, you know, whatever that looks like for you guys at quarterback. And that's always an exciting thing. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't always pan out right away and maybe it takes a couple years but it's a new era is always exciting yeah obviously the broncos with uh, russell wilson which i'm sure we'll get into but uh you know and uh there's obviously a lot to look forward to with the ravens just just simply because i thought we had a great off season we had a really good draft and uh you know the the guys are healthy again yeah you're healthy again uh, dude that's massive so a lot to look forward to for all three of our teams yeah Yeah, man my main question to Hula right away is like, what do you think about Kenny Pickett? I like I like what he's showing, but I don't think he should start. No, right now he's just an older let, rookie, though. You don't think he should just just get hand him the team and see what he can do? Just maybe half a year, because I think what we're seeing now is it, it's preseason, and I don't want to read too much into it. Because like, for sure, the player. I mean, he played against some starters against Jacksonville, but. It, it's more on the coordinators for me. They're not really showing their hand or running their true offense, or I guess in this case, the, the opponent's true defense. So I don't know what that might look like. Also, I'm extremely worried about that offensive line. Like Jacksonville looked like they had a fucking top, like five defensive front on Saturday, well, this past Saturday night, and it was worse. Did they play their starters? Jacksonville, yeah. Well, they have a decent defensive line, though, for the record, just to be fair. It's not just a shit defensive line. I guess but, they're just a terrible team. But, but Kenny Pickett, though, I mean, he was exciting, and he's basically a hometown kid. So yeah. I think it at least excites the fan base for 
this year, regardless of the outcome of record. But people are going to get real tired of Mitch Trubisky real quick if he's not playing well. I do. I mean, if that's going to happen, I just want it to happen because I think it'd be harder to start Pickett now and then end up having to go to Mitch because oh yeah, no, he you wasn't could, playing. If you start Pickett, you got to let him play the whole season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, without question. Without that's question. He's twenty-four. Right you know. So he's an older guy because Lamar's only a year older. So is Joe Burrow. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Lamar's, yeah, that's crazy. Lamar's so young. That's why another subject. He needs to – the Baltimore needs to pay that. He needs to get paid already, dude. Yeah, yeah he definitely gets needs to get paid. Let's – let's uh, you know, we let's not jump the gun on, you know, the, 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 the Kenny Pickett situation. Um, it's a – it's a tough – it's a tough situation for Trubisky because I think, I think he's probably not. Well, I think it is because, because I remember very specifically when, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky isn't exactly, you know, uh, Tom Brady out here. Right. And he's, he has not had a career that's been worthy of um, any kind of praise, to be honest with you. I mean, he's had a a couple of decent years, but uh, then he's bounced around and, and sort of been a backup um, and so I don't think the Steelers fans and organization is probably expecting a whole lot out of him. And then you go out and you get a rookie in the first round um, and people are excited for that. I mean, that's just what fans are excited for. So I think you guys will recall when uh, when Denver drafted Tim Tebow in the first round, um, yep. the chance uh, for Kyle Orton <laughs> to be removed from the game were immediate. They started the very first game about five minutes into the game when Kyle Orton had his first, uh, you know, didn't, wasn't successful on a third down conversion. The chance for Tebow was they were already starting. So, so I can see a similar situation, um, you know, in, in Pittsburgh. And I, so I think that puts Trubisky in a tough position um, to, you know, he's got to be successful right away or people, the pressure is going to be on to replace him pretty quickly. Yeah, I think the leash is short when it comes to Trubisky. Right, especially in today's NFL. I mean, we see it. I mean, that's it, this. These rookies are not getting the three, four, five years anymore that they used to. You know, it's like th- there yeah. is no Aaron Rodgers situation anymore. Like that doesn't no, exist. Mahomes now, like you got to be the Pat right. Mahomes. You got to come Lamar. in immediately and be a star, and yeah. and people look at you and say, "We're going to judge you based on your rookie year. We're going to judge how good you're going to be." You know, and it's like. That's probably crazy, but that's sort of the way it goes in the NFL. If Kenny well, goes out there, yeah, if Kenny goes out there and struggles, right. next year the quarterback draft is loaded again. You know, Pittsburgh right. think about moving on really quick. For sure. That's true. We'll see. That's tough. We'll see. That's tough. You know, that you know, obviously you hope that Kenny Pickett's gonna be successful and because because you can't as a GM, you cannot spend a first round pick on a quarterback and then another first round pick on a quarterback the next year, because you will lose your job. Unless you're in Arizona, right? Unless you're in Arizona. For sure. I mean, it it happened to work out for them the second time, but you know, Uh, did it because I'm not sure it did yet. (laughs) It hasn't yet. It's it's trending that way. But Kyler's a lot better player than Josh Rosen was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I agree. I like to, I like to give for any listeners. I like to give Kyler Murray shit because of all the Lamar comparisons. So you'll find that I'm a 
a <laughs> rival to Kyler Murray. And I don't think we got to talk about it, but nobody really talked about, you know, Lamar got Lamar got absolutely destroyed when the Ravens lost in the playoffs his, uh, well, not only his rookie year, but the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar got destroyed. And Lamar wasn't bad in either of those playoff games. You know, he, he was, and I, and obviously I've said this before, but he was number 10 on the list of people to blame as far as who, who lost those playoff games. For sure. He wasn't bad in either one and he got absolutely destroyed. I feel like Kyler Murray is getting, um, not even half of the criticism and he played straight up terribly in his, Uh, in his first playoff game. The only thing I'll say the difference is Dan Lamar plays for Baltimore, which is a team that's expected to win. Arizona is just happy to get to the playoffs. Right. Right. But they, but, but they have stacked their roster with talent over the last couple of years and they were pretty talented last year, but they're just different. The organizations are whole different standards with each of them. Right. No, I agree. I agree with that. That's true. But I would like to see a little more fairness when it comes to, hey, if we're going to compare these quarterbacks, let's compare, you know, let's be fair in in our comparisons. It's it's still the Lamar narrative. You know, uh, Fox, the Fox broadcast was atrocious on um, Sunday night. I'm not sure if you guys happen to catch the Ravens game, but it's preseason. The broadcast is obviously still in preseason mode because they were terrible and one, and they made shit up. And that was what was frustrating. Um, and one of the things they said was that the Ravens are worried about paying Lamar partially because he's injury prone. He's been, he's been injury prone throughout his career. That's <laughs> false. That's a lie because Lamar's missed one set of games, which was at the very tail end of last year due to injury his entire career. That was it. Like he's never missed an, he's never had an injury. Now he had COVID, which is different, but he's never missed a game outside of those games he missed at the end of last year with injury. And so to say that he's injury prone is speaking to a narrative that I think a lot of these guys wanted to have about Lamar and the style of play that he has, that isn't actually true. Yeah. Cause he's, because he's so mobile, he's just, and he's a lean guy, you know. But he's he just knows how not to get more. He's not. Oh yeah, he's bulked up. <laughs> talking about Lamar, Dan. Do you think he should get the two thirty guarantee that he's supposedly asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know it's tough. And I trust me, I am a I am somebody that is very hesitant when it comes to paying big money to guys with with what happened with Joe Flacco uh, after our Super Bowl win there. And so it's, it's, it's sort of hard for me to say this, but I definitely think just not only, I mean, based on, based on the guy he is based on the football player, he is, I mean, obviously he's more uh, individually accomplished than Joe Flacco ever was Um, based on the football player, based on the dude he is based on the leader. He is um, the locker room loves him. The guys love him. Everybody, the city of Baltimore loves him. He is, I think based on all that, he is absolutely worth a fully guaranteed contract if that's what he wants. Obviously, nothing out of the realm of like, this is, you know, you're not, this is, you're not going to be, you know, 60 million a year or anything like that. But, but yeah, I think he absolutely deserves that. 
He'll get paid sooner or later, man. Either by the I Ravens so. or by someone else. We'll see. Hey, don't say that. You bite your tongue, Julio. Yeah. I wish him the best, but get the fuck out of my division. All right. Um, Casey, Mark, the Russell Wilson era has kind of begun. He hasn't seen the field yet, but how pumped are you guys right now? What, what are your expectations for the Broncos this year? Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. Let's ride. Um, I'm all, dude, I'm all about it. I don't know why people are busting his balls so bad. It's like if somebody was on the flip side of being a shit, an Antonio Brown, right? We despise that guy. So I guess Russell Wilson's the flip side of the way he carries himself. He's a little overboard. He's a little too positive if that's a real thing. But ultimately, man, I, I don't know what we've had over the last five years in regards to leadership and production and winning so i'm just happy that seems like we've got some structure and so a a handful of important people in here who really care it seems like they care about winning so i'm fucking i'm excited i'm pumped yeah me too i'm excited it's great to see the leadership also it seems like he's just running the team you see his his own office in the facility and stuff i heard that wasn't much of a much of a rarity though meaning like most quarterbacks have their own office inside the team facility Oh really? I didn't. I Not never... to take that away from Russ, but yeah, I could see like a paying man or somebody like that. I never thought yeah. all quarterbacks had their own like office. I like I get the quarterback room and all that, but like an office, yeah. you have to go talk to Russ if you're a receiver and you have an issue. You know, maybe uh, maybe Russ started that trend in Seattle. Yeah, true. It's Do you imagine it's fucking... a... what? Go ahead, Julio. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, if this was, if this has been a thing, you imagine Teddy Two Gloves last year with his own office. Yeah, I don't think Teddy or, or Drew each of them had their own office. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Bro. No, neither one of those guys had an office. If they did, I mean, that'd be funny. If they did, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Teddy be hanging out in here with his gloves on. Yeah. Actually, it'd be even better if you have a quarterback competition, you have to give them one office, you know, yeah. and just yeah. you know, <laughs> share it. And then you have to t- then you have to videotape every conversation that happens in that office. And that uh, helps you decide. Move out of the office at that point. You know, you got to show yeah. your stuff out. Exactly. Out exactly. Uh, that would be that would be an awesome that they need to put that on hard knocks. Seriously, man, that would be great. I have a question for you. How do you feel about them not playing at all, like Russ, this preseason? I mean, so it's I, – I guess I'll say that I'm not as bothered by it that it would seem some people are. But at the same time, I'm on, you know, the same boat as everybody is. That's all I've known in regards to you play a little bit of the preseason, you know, maybe nothing in the first game, maybe a series in the second game, see your biggest workload in week three, maybe you don't play week four, right? I know we lost the game. So however that would translate for this season. But then again, I do look at it as we've got a good defense in place. We've got a veteran quarterback. So if that's your model and if it's been successful, at least you're not walking into it with a rookie quarterback and, uh, you know, a, a shit defense and this and that. So there's some things in place that I think allow allow it to seem like it could be successful. I mean, obviously we got our asses kicked uh, this past preseason game, but I'm not too sure – how much merit we want to put to that to begin with? Um, a lot, yeah, actually. A lot if you're the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, I guess. Right. But <laughs> outside of that, outside of that, though, I mean, you know, you could go down the list many years and find 
teams who played terrible in the regular season who did phenomenal in the preseason and then vice versa. Oh, so, yeah, totally. No, I so, don't think it cares at all. I, or I don't think it matters at all. To me, I think I think honestly, preseason is is showing that it matters less and less because I feel like over yep. the last couple of years, we've seen more and more guys, big time players, just straight up not play in the preseason, and it doesn't affect their regular season uh, uh, ability whatsoever. Um, you know, most teams I think come out just fine in week one. There's enough training camp. There's enough full contact practice. There's enough of all that stuff that I really just, I mean, I would just prefer that the big players on my team, the Russ, the, you know, the, the big wide receivers, your big edge rushers, your, your offensive linemen, you know, the ones that are really, really important. Gosh, I would just prefer that they just don't suit up and don't risk injury because we've seen it too many times that a star player goes down in the preseason and it's devastating. It's too often. It's too often. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me one bit to answer your question also, Marco. So, yeah, I mean, if we, it, we lost Tim Patrick on an anomaly, like we didn't even lose him in like a contact situation or anything like that. But I think ultimately we've been fairly healthy this off season so far. And so the way I see it is I'd happily go, zero and three, if we're coming out of the preseason, pretty dang healthy. So right. I'll take it. Yeah. And I was, I sound I will sound like a cocky fan, but we have two preseason games to start the season. You know, we play Seattle, which I expect us to be our our tune up game. Then uh-huh. after that, we got Houston, another tune up game. Yeah, you know, I I get a little nervous because I I think I agree with you, and those are potentially two preseason games for us. But in every bit of the sense, for us also, meaning like you said, we're going to be getting it, figuring it out. It's really going to be the first time we've seen all of our starters play together. We already know that we have some issues on the offensive line. We already know the concerns with Judy as he's continued. We have issues at tight end. That's mm-hmm. just our offensive concern. Our defense, I don't think we really have to worry ourselves too much, maybe inside linebacker to some capacity. Um, but, you know, I don't want to give up one of those games because I think that those are two games that we have to have this year um, just because it's going to be that traditional first year. and record-wise, it's not going to look like that when it's all said and done, I'm sure, but it's going to fill every bit of a first-year, you know, a first-year season with a new head coach, a new quarterback, things like that. It's all new, man. Yeah, definitely. Every Everybody, every team in the AFC West has to win its gimme games. Like, there right? isn't going to be – the AFC oh, West is so stacked this year that it's it's like – it you can't afford to drop games to Seattle and, and games to Houston, that kind of stuff. I agree with you. I think I, I, I agree with Mark. I think that there is, there wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a ton of concern. That's a nice way to start the season. Um, and uh, you know, especially you get a chance to play Drew Locke and that would, that's just fun. And then the Houston is just in shambles. So I think that's a, I think that's a couple of wins. You know, you, you obviously don't want to go in there, so. overlooking them but uh but right. um I, th- I think that looks good be. but uh, you have to yeah I mean I just think whoever comes out of the AFC West this year maybe it's three teams who knows but they have to win the games that are the easy ones on their schedule because they don't have easy I mean it's not all easy games for right. anybody there and you got to imagine there's a good chance that you split all of your division yeah. games you know and end up with three losses there Yep, yeah. very much so. 
I think in, in, in the event that that's the case, then maybe Denver is the lucky duck because we've got a last place schedule. Like yeah. I hate to, I hate to say it like that, but we have no business winning anything less than, or any, yeah, anything less than 10 games. I think, I think Denver right. should, but then again, you know, well, you can't ask for a better start to the season for us, right? Like I said, we go Seattle, Houston, yep. and yep. San Francisco, which you don't know what you're getting with Trey Lance yet. because You a don't. And because it's only week three, you could trust that you could steal a win there and them still be a good a, a good ball club, you know, to, for their sake, Jordan. Shout out. He's going to owe me a steak dinner on that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good game. That'll be a, that'll be a game I'd be very, very interested in tuning into. Right, Shanahan and Shanahan very familiar with Wilson, right? I mean, obviously he's yeah. the offensive side of things, but it still really goes a long way, and so it'll feel every bit of a division game in a weird way. Yeah, it is. It is ironic too. Russ gets to play the fucking division he just left his yep. first year right. out. Right, yeah. right. Hey, listen, these schedule makers—they they do it right. You know what they I mean? They do it right. Yeah. <laughs> They get together with uh, they get to, they get, uh, get together with the committee, uh, you know the the uh, players association and uh, you know the the NFL committee and whoever decides the suspensions and they say you know what okay we're, yeah. we were going to give Deshaun Watson twelve games <laughs> we're we'll do eleven so he we'll comes do eleven yeah. so he can come so back he and play Houston back. yeah that's fucking nutty and they'll yes. never admit it either no. no they'll never admit it of course they won't they don't have to but no. we know. Because yeah. I guarantee yeah, we know, they thought twelve. Right. We know they were given they were given twelve by whoever made that decision. Okay, right. let's up it from six to twelve. Well, let's just double it. And they were like, instead of twelve, can we do eleven? Yeah. And they're they're like, yeah, okay, fine. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Do we know is it in Houston? Uh, I don't know. That's a good. I was going to say question. that's kind sure. of poor taste if it is in Houston. Oh, man. Right. No kidding. Yeah, in Houston. In Houston. Oh, my goodness. They should have left him suspended to avoid him being in Houston. But, you know, they wanted him to come back on not on a primetime game because the following week they play Cincinnati and then Baltimore. You know, those Uh, are games. Right. Right. Ratings will be down for sure. It'll be good, though. But that's the thing is the the money, the money, the bottom line is that's, that's big money to have. That's big viewership to have Deshaun Watson in. You better believe that that game is going to be televised. Yep. Did they lose lose you guys? Nope. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I thought Mark was going to go on something. Hey, um, speaking of the Browns, week one, they also get to play the Panthers. Mm -hmm. With Baker now as a starting quarterback. You think you think Baker's going to do better in Carolina than he did in Cleveland? Mm, it's hard to say, man. Because so I don't know, I don't know if Baker's going to be a good quarterback. But I think we can all agree that Cleveland is absolutely just a tough place to go and be successful <laughs> for whatever reason. Just like, just say it, it, it like it really is. is. Cleveland yeah, is a it, quarterback killer. It is. It is. So we don't even know what we got in Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Like, I think he could surprise us and be good. No, you're right. Maybe not that bad. But you get my point. Where is he going to have better surrounding cast than he had in Cleveland, though? Well, but that doesn't always matter. 
it's a it's a rainy cloud like you're in the peanut yeah, ca- cartoon and you're walking around and it's just raining on you and only you. Talk That's about the Browns here, Mark. It, and and think about how many think about it, how many different head coaches Baker and offensive uh, coordinators Baker's had since he was in Cleveland. I mean, he had he had a new head coach and a new OC basically every year he was there. Uh, so there was no set offense that he could even learn, you know. And it's like you you, you look at you think that okay, the more talent equals the better production on the field but that's that's not always the case because I would argue that Baker got better when he was not playing with Odell Beckham um and in the times that Odell was hurt and and that kind of stuff so there's just I just think um I agree with Casey I think that I think that he's not he's not going to be an elite level quarterback I don't I think the Browns whiffed on that big time in terms of thinking he was going to be the best in the draft class I don't think he's capable of that. I don't think his ceiling is there, but it will be interesting. I think he's better than any quarterback the the Panthers have had since prime Jake Cam Del Newton. Not, oh, not <laughs> Jake freaking Del- <laughs> Jake Delhomme. Yep, then since Jake Delhomme's <laughs> a freaking you know, so. And and we're not talking about Cam Newton. I'm talking about 2015 Cam Newton. From there, he took a dramatic step down. Yeah. Um, he did. But, Baker's, so that. Baker's the best quarterback they've had in the last seven years. So I think I think Baker I think it's a win-win for the Panthers. Baker can make them successful uh, to a degree of, you know, they can you better know, than Matt, they were. Right, better than they rule or better than they were. Matt Rule Was that saying can get himself up? off the hot seat. I think that that's a, a win-win there. And yeah, the Browns. I wouldn't be surprised to see Deshaun Watson go and and as talented as he is, freaking shit the bed with the Browns. That's gonna happen. We know that's gonna happen. It's the Browns. I mean, he looked awful in his his uh, appearance uh, in the preseason, which doesn't say anything, but it also doesn't not say anything. Well, not to give a predator an excuse, but he has been out of football for a really long time, so I imagine he has a hair hair more of rust than anybody else coming off in just the last offseason just to say no you're right that's true that's true but he still sucks dick yeah and he well I, it's kind of weird it's like the opposite he's super clearly not like, <laughs> no you're right you're right <laughs> um, no, but, and I, it's weird because i don't want to sound like a prick and be like oh i don't wish the guy well because it, it's hard to say like i want to see him be successful not only for obvious reason but he also plays for the browns so it's like a dual thing but I do want to see him be competitive. So if the Browns, yeah. the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bengals are all good, then we're talking about the Super Bowl definitely running through either the AFC West or the AFC North. Like that's pretty right. cool. Yeah, those two divisions are pretty stout. Pretty stout, dude. Especially, especially on paper. You know, obviously yeah. we'll have yeah, to yeah, see yeah. what happens sure. with uh, with um, you know the way these rosters come together. We've we've seen. We've seen better rosters on paper fall flat, um, and so we'll have to see what happens. But on paper, shout out all way Eagles. Exactly, <laughs> exactly the roster I was thinking about. They just were not good. Do you guys think Cincinnati takes a step back this year? Yeah, hell yeah, they do. For one, for one, and 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 people people laugh at this, and people can say what they want because Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. Go fuck yourself, Mark. Uh, but this the Bengals would not have been in the playoffs if the Ravens weren't as injured as they were 
because the only reason the Bengals made the playoffs is because they, they, they made the playoffs based on some things happening in the last week of the season, including getting a win themselves. So they played the, the Ravens twice and beat the Ravens twice that year when the Ravens were extremely injured. There is almost zero chance the Ravens lose both of those games if they're fully healthy because of how good we know the Ravens were or are fully healthy. And so if the Ravens are healthy and this, this is obviously sounds like a terrible excuse coming from a Ravens fan, but I really believe this. If the Ravens are healthy, the Bengals don't even make the playoffs last year. And we're not talking about the Bengals in the Super Bowl like we are now. So I think the Bengals will absolutely take a step back this year. Um, Teams have got, a full year of looking at Joe Burrow, a full year of looking at Jamar Chase. Those guys are great players. They're going to make great plays. Obviously, there's there's only so much you can do to stop them. But, you know, Jamar Chase was a rookie last year. I right. highly doubt for, for a good chunk of the season that anybody actually game planned against him specifically. That's just That just doesn't usually happen with rookies. So yeah. looking at it now, people are going to say, hey, now we know how good you are now prepared to get our absolute best out of, you know, out of, uh, you know, in terms of, of matching up with you. Yeah. You know, I agree with you to some extent, meaning I think they take a step back because aside from going back to back as a Super Bowl champion, I think the next hardest thing is just to flat out go back to back Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, so right. it's going to be very difficult to do that just flat out. So I think it, to echo what you say, everybody has more tape on them. They have more time together, you know, just building on that chemistry. Confidence can be a hell of a thing, especially for the right young individuals. They're both young enough. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is who I think of. They got a good run game. They seem like they got a good coach. Their only thing against them is that they're just in a tough division. So it's just a matter of what Pittsburgh does and what Cleveland does. I think we know what Baltimore will do. They'll suck. But what mm-hmm. will Cleveland? What will, <laughs> what will Cleveland? What yeah. will Pittsburgh do? Right? Because that—that's the biggest thing. Because Baltimore will be there, uh, you know, barring anything obvious like injuries or something along those lines. But Pittsburgh and Cleveland—they might, you know, they might fall off and get out of their that's way. Question mark, man. Yeah. yeah. Can Cleveland stay afloat? You know, till no. gets back. Definitely. Not. There's you a handful know. of games that they could win though if the defense keeps it. Find the way to keep it low enough. They just run the ball and play defense. You know they have mm-hmm. the talent on that team. We know it's the Browns, but they have the talent if they can. Get right. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, they'll pull off some wins, but I, you know, I, I don't look at Cleveland as a team that is, you know, necessarily the. I mean, they've got a ton of talent, but they've had a ton of talent, and they haven't been like all that scary to me, even with all that talent. Um, so I don't look at them as being a team that is, is really going to be in the, I agree with you. They may be in the running towards the end of the season, but I don't think they're going to be there, uh, from a real contender side of things. Who has a better season, Pittsburgh or Cleveland? I think Pittsburgh does only just, I mean, only because as, as much as I hate to say it, it's. Mike Tomlin, he figures yeah, out yeah. how to win win games. I it, yeah, it drives me crazy. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Um, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger being gone may be a, a hindrance on the team, but Ben Roethlisberger wasn't all that good for the last couple of years, and they still right. figure out how to win games. So it's 
it's like 11, 11 of them in a row at one point, if you remember. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. The, the most, the most truly fake 11 and 0 team that's ever come through the NFL. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and they got yeah. exposed. Poor Julio. They got poor exposed. Julio. That Pittsburgh uh, team is going to be scary, you know? Yeah. No, it's all, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good team. It's a good division. Pittsburgh's got the, I would say, oh man, it's, it's tough when you're talking about top five coaches in the NFL, you know, you have to put Belichick in there. I think you have to put McVay in there at this point. I think you have to put Tomlin in there. I think you oh, have yeah. to put Harbaugh in there mm-hmm. and Reed. Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some good coaches I mean, out there. Those are, but. Nathaniel Hackett coaches Nathaniel Hackett you know he could really uh we'll see if he can hack it or not (laughs) 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 so anyways what about uh I wanted to ask you guys about rookies and just obviously we're a couple preseason games in where we've we've gotten a lot of training camp out of the way what are your thoughts on your let's let's say rookie class as well as any kind of off-season move that you – any kind of off-season additions that you brought in, you know, even if that's a veteran, uh, you know, obviously outside of Russell Wilson, you haven't – you know, we've talked about him. But for for the Broncos and the Steelers, how do you feel like your rookie class is doing? Do you have a guy who do you think maybe he's going to be uh, a diamond in the rough? Do you have a guy who – you know, what what do you think about all of that? Broncos. Casey, you want me to go or you want to go? Well, Mark, I was going to give you the floor, but now that you're asking me, I'll take the I'll take the floor happily. And you, they're an acquisition that we made that we have yet to get really an opportunity to see. Mark, I'm sure you're thinking the same as I, Randy Gregory. Back. While I haven't seen anything from him, I don't know what we're getting. Technically, we should have a stud pass rushing. Um, environment over there on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm really still curious about that. It's obviously got me incredibly excited because I feel like even without him, we've got a pretty stout pass rushing uh, circumstance with Malik Reed, even though he got a little banged up just recently. So I hope he's going to be okay. Um, And then Baron Browning kind of, he switched positions. And while he's not a rookie, he's looking like he can rush the passer with, you know, Good compliment to Bradley Chubb. And uh, once again, not a not an acquisition on this side, but Bradley Chubb coming back healthy, like this is a very important year for him. And so yeah, that's, I was I, actually going to ask you guys, uh, both you and Mark, what are your expectations for Bradley Chubb this year? Because I feel that he is, I don't think he's lived up to his expectations in so far in his not. career. And that's injury wise. And even when he's on the field, I don't think he's lived up to it. So what are your expectations this year for Bradley Chubb? Well, digit sacks and he has to stay healthy. You know? Yeah, both. Right. I agree with it. And it has to be both of what you just said. It can't be, well, I guess you probably wouldn't get one or the other, right? Like you have to have both. And, and more importantly, be there when the games matter. Like these first couple of games of the season, in hindsight, if if he was, you know, sore or whatever, fine, don't play him. But like when we're in game 10 and we're fucking seven and three or six and four or whatever, or, you know, game 11, whatever that circumstance might be, and we need him, right? So yeah, put right. up. I agree, double digits, but 
10, I don't mean 10 sacks. Like, do something worthwhile. Be a game wrecker. Be somebody that you have to get game planned for. And you know what? Randy Gregory, while he's not Von Miller, he's about to do exactly what he's done, you know, what Von Miller did the one year we saw Bradley get however many sacks it was, real successful year, maybe uh, maybe kind of like a Tom Fullery year, but we'll see. So I do have high expectations right. for him. Um, so that's a big deal. Rookie you know, it's wise, interesting that you said it's interesting that you said that about Bradley Chubb about being there when it matters because one of the things that I've noticed about Bradley Chubb, um, and that I've heard complaints about from Bronco fans is that Bradley Chubb racks up his numbers when it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's not the guy when you know what I mean? I mean, you, you know, the moment when Von Miller sacked Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, that's the moment when you needed him the most. And he gets a sack fumble when Aaron Donald. In the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, these are extreme examples, but Aaron Donald ends this last year's Super Bowl with a with that pressure on Joe Burrow. No, those that are the appropriate examples, because that is what I mean. Like, it doesn't actually have to be in the Super Bowl, but it needs to be that environment. Like, we right. need a play from you and or, or Randy Gregory or whatever. Like, turn the ball over, end the game, right. be the yeah. hero. He right. was the it it... overall to be an impact player, not just right. be, but yep. an impact player. Yep. Right. You For have sure. to have those. When the game is on the line, it doesn't have to be a sack. We saw that from Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl last year. Aaron Donald got paid. I mean, Aaron Donald was going to get paid anyway, but I think Either he way. made a lot more money. And it was he. It, it wasn't even a sack that he had. It was just. It was just. Pressure. He got so much pressure that he forced Joe Burrow into a bad throw, and that ended the Super Bowl. So that's what you look for. You know, a lot of people look and they just want to see the numbers and the glamour stats and the oh the sacks and that kind of stuff. And it's like when it matters, you can you can have two sacks in the first quarter and that's great. Good for you. But when the game is close in the fourth quarter and we need a, and we need to stop, that's when we need Bradley Chubb to be the, yeah. the yeah. Bradley Chubb we drafted him to be, yeah. which is what a lot of people say. Well, that's what we have not seen yet from Bradley Chubb. And that's true. We have, we haven't, we don't get that from him. Uh, so that, and that's why I, Maybe it doesn't really say it, but that's why I say it's not just 10 sacks that we need, right? It's it's like a significant impact that he's making because then at that point, you got to imagine that he is making impact plays because the numbers, while they can be skewed, they get to a point to where they just can't lie. Um, right. So I do, I do want to see that from him. And so as from, I think you asked about rookies too. I, uh, we have a couple yeah. of um, rookie wideouts that are having to step up with Tim Patrick's injury that – I've seen some good production from, I've heard some good things from listening to 104.3 The Fan, uh, but then I've been watching these last two weeks in preseason and our receiving core surprisingly seems like they can be a quality of depth. I don't know, Mark, if you took away the same, the same thing. Kendall Hanton's played well. Williams, I can't think of Williams' first name, number 19, but Seth he's Williams. playing really well. Is it Seth Williams? Yeah. yeah, he's playing really well. So the receiving core looks actually, and we're, Judy's not out there. Sutton's not out there. Obviously, Patrick's not out there. The receiving the guy, core is looking pretty strong. The guy I really like one from our rookie receivers, Montreal Washington. Like the yeah, Montreal Washington. He's good too, man. And another tight rookie is our tight end, Dulcich. We need him yeah. to step up, you know? So desperately. We don't have yeah. uh, what is Albert O doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they're playing him into the, the late in the game that tells you he's not looking that great. 
No, he's not. He might get cut. I feel like. Yeah. That was unfortunate. He had moments. What about a? What about Nico Benito? Forgive me if I'm if yeah. if he hasn't been playing, but is he is he been playing and looking good or? You know, I really haven't seen like any him do anything. You know, he's playing, no. but he hasn't really done anything. Like he you, was your first pick, right? I mean, not yeah. in the first round, but he was your uh, first pick round. that you guys made. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, maybe. I mean, who knows? You may you may see that. Uh, you may see him blossom uh, as the season gets fingers crossed. Gets here. No, preseason is a very weird thing, and don't get me wrong. You see the occasional rookie and or standout play really well, but I feel yeah, like it's not nearly as good of an opportunity as what it's painted out to be for these players to get an opportunity to showcase their skill set. Am I the only one that feels that way? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it, it does seem like even coming into, um, you know, there's 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 probably not all that many positions, not as many as they advertise that right. are going to be decided who's going to make the team and who's not going to make the team um, based on your performance in preseason. You know, I do think a lot of that stuff's kind of already done. And it's just sort of like maybe like but two there are. Thoughts are one in training. Exactly. Camp. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was kind of thinking is there are, there are a couple that you can either the, the guys who are unlikely, they can win those spots, but even more right. so, I think there are some guys who are like, they can lose their spots real quick if they're not, if they, yeah. you know, they like kind of have this false sense of security. Example that's Alberto. He might lose. Right. Yeah. right. And that's, and that's like, so no, I agree with you, but, you know, it is like you said. You can you can occasionally find the uh, a real true diamond in the rough in the preseason, um, which is what I believe the Ravens have found. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, Julio, what about Pittsburgh? What about what have you seen from your new additions? Um, you know, I, I like Miles Jack. He's playing solid middle linebacker for us because I'm I'm out on the Devin Bush yeah. train. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, he sucks. He does. He, he's just, not that he great of a. From an injury? No, I mean he played last year. They declined, so they declined his fifth year option, right? So this will be his yeah. last year in Pittsburgh unless he gets re-signed for some reason. But um, yeah, he just he hasn't played well. He hasn't played up to what the expectation was when he was first drafted. He was a fucking. He's a first round pick, you know. Like I expected a lot more, and. You know, I, I saw a, a clip where they asked him how he felt about the possibility of not being in Pittsburgh next year. And he said he didn't really care. He'll be in the NFL anyway. And that rubbed me the wrong way. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's the those are the kind of guys you want to, you know, <laughs> Julio, I I hate to say I told you so. I don't really hate to say it. I love to say it. But remember all the shit I talk about the guys who – do dumb shit on social media and how it sometimes does translate to them doing dumb shit for your organization. Devin Bush is case in point. And so is Jerry Judy. Remember we talked about that doing doing and saying shit on social media can be a sign of, Hey, there, there's a little lack of maturity there. There's a little bit of, Hey, keep to yourself, keep, keep your, you know, cause you're, you're not a superstar, you know, in, in Devin Bush's case, it's like, 
Yeah, and, right. and so Devin Bush has so much to say on social media. He posts weird shit sometimes, yada, yada. And it's like, it's all fine and well if that doesn't translate to the, the Steelers organization where you have this attitude of like, I'm so, I'm so okay with my own individual. Like I, I put myself before the team, no matter what, I don't care if I play for Pittsburgh, I'm going to be in the NFL. That's how, that's how, you know, and, and, and those are the kind of things where you're just kind of like, dude, you know, this isn't, that's, it's not the team player we need in a middle linebacker. Exactly. That is a very important role on the defense. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm a, you know, we'll see how this next year pans out this, his last year in his contract, but, I'm not very hopeful, but yeah, I'm enjoying Miles Jack being in there. Um, I think also on a non-player related note, picking up Brian Flores on that coaching staff for really like chump change is going to be very helpful for that defense. For sure. For sure. A defense that didn't need all that much help to begin with. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, on the offensive front, though, I'm excited about George Pickens. This receiver oh, fuck from that Georgia guy, dude. that he is, we seem to like know a how to pick some receivers. I don't yeah. know what it is about Tomlin, but that that him and Colbert knew how to pick the receivers. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we have those offensive weapons firing on all cylinders, and we get decent play from quarterbacks, the quarterback's still the fucking question mark. But you know, having George Pickens in there, Claypool and Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, I'm I'm liking at tight end. Like they and Najee in the backfield, they, they they could be you know a dark horse in the AFC. Right, right, yeah. No, uh, Pickens. I've heard a lot about. I've had a lot of chatter. Uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of upset Ravens fans when the the Steelers picked him because um, he he would have fit perfectly with with the Ravens, which which you can kind of say mirrors both ways. Uh, any player who fits perfectly with the Ravens would also fit perfectly with the Steelers and yeah. vice versa, just based on their cultures and everything. So, um, yeah. And, and I've been seeing some, I've been seeing some tape of him in, uh, in camp and doing some of the things he's the, uh, for, for any listeners who aren't, who don't know who maybe watch college football, he's the player from Georgia, uh, who, uh, absolutely leveled well, who I, I don't even remember who they're playing, but it was kind of a viral video of him yeah. talking to the team, the team that they were playing. He's there. He's lined up on their sideline. They're trash talking him. The corner's trash talking him. Everybody's trash talking. And he basically looks at the, the, the sideline and says, okay, just watch this then. And he just levels the corner. Like, <laughs> I mean, the corner couldn't do anything about it and he knew it was coming. And so that's the kind of, that's the kind of, kind of dog mentality that he has, which uh, seems really impressive. He'll be a fun watch. He'll be a fun watch. Um, so it was a and, high recruit too, right? So he's had all the potential forever. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he, I mean, yeah, I, I watched some of his college film and he, he balled out pretty well in college. So he didn't have the best transfer. quarterback in Georgia. So yeah. yeah. Um, the Hoover high school. I don't know if you guys remember that show. Oh, I do remember. Oh yeah. That two show. a days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking MTV. Great show. I that can't believe it. I, I, I wish they never got rid of that. I know. I don't know why. It was a good time. One of the best shows, dude. I remember well, I remember so well that them them playing uh Tim Tebow in Nice High School. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well they did uh I'll have to I'll send you guys the link. They did a spin-off show. He coaches at a different school now and they did another show for it. Oh good. Nice. That's cool. I thought 
I thought he got in trouble for something. Like I thought he, he was. Did, did he? I think, okay. for, I think for getting too rough with a student or something like that. Okay. Or probably yeah, yeah. a player, I imagine. Right. Fucking Urban Meyer, dude. Urban Pretty Meyer, two point Back with Fox, dude. Did you guys see that? Yeah, Urban is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what a guy. He, he's so crazy, man. Like, goes to show you. He does give me like TV anchor vibes with his with the way he carries himself. He does. Well, he does. But the, are there not more deserving guys who are not freaking scumbags? You know, for sure. Of that is. That's also true. <laughs> like. Well, how can you take him serious when he's talking on there? Remember, like, when he did his whole three things, you had to get a team's trust, and he, like, didn't even do that. When he <laughs> exactly. 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 I mean, he really does. And and obviously, we can't take away from the things he did in college. He was, you know, among the best coach. college coaches to ever coach. But um, it is it is kind of funny. I mean, it's like his – he will – for a lot of people, he will be remembered for this – this last year in Jacksonville over anything he ever did in college. Mm-hmm. He just has to fucking make a comeback like Nick Saban did. Right. Exactly. Try it out. So, um, Dan, I do want, you know, same question to you and the Ravens who's standing out. Oh man. I'm glad you asked. Uh, who isn't standing out? That's what I'll say. Okay. The, I, I am going to call it right now that the Ravens, have gotten not only this is going to be this is a hot take this is get re, get your get your oven mitts ready because this is this is going to eat you up this is not only going to be the best draft class of this year but the ravens got the best draft class over the last decade but bar none i'm talking we got guys who are going to be day one starters all over the place. So first, first off, Kyle Hamilton is our first pick. He's looked awesome in preseason. He has showed a lot of range. He's showed the ability to basically the, the one knock on Kyle Hamilton was they weren't sure how fast he was. This dude with his size and his stride, he covers so much ground. He's going to be a nightmare middle fielder. Uh, one play that he made, another thing that he did, um, another thing that he is going for him, he's obviously a big dude with a long wingspan. And um, there was a play in this last preseason game against the Cardinals where the, the Ravens were backed up into the red zone right up against the uh, goal line. And, and Kyle Hamilton was able to basically get up, you know, like he was dunking a basketball and knock down uh, one of the passes from Trace McSorley. Um, and it was a it was a very athletic play. So he's got a lot to he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of potential. I think it's going to be a really good pick. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, our second pick. He hasn't played yet. He's uh, he's had kind of a, a foot thing, but he's actually returned to practice today. Uh, so we're looking we're looking uh, good for that. We're excited for that. He's a center. I'm not I'm not super worried about him missing, you know, a lot of time in terms of uh, preseason and that kind of stuff. I think he was one of those guys who came in so pro ready that. I'm not, I'm not concerned. Uh, David Ajabo, again, he has not played. He's been hurt, uh, but we'll get him back by about week 10. Uh, But where it really starts to pick up is round three. Round three, we picked a guy named Travis Jones. A lot of people looked at Travis Jones as a first round talent, potentially one of the best uh, defensive tackles in the draft. And so far 
He has completely shown that. He has been a nightmare in the, on the interior of the line. I mean, he just bulldozes people. It's, it's actually very, very fun to watch. Um, so he's going to be a nightmare to, to, to play against. Um, and then in the fourth round, I mean, our fourth round was ridiculous. Uh, the, the standout of the, of the preseason, um, I, think, I think for any team anywhere, the big standout of the preseason is our tight end, Isaiah Likely. Um, you guys may have heard that name over yeah, the last couple yeah. of days. This guy is Darren Waller 2.0 already. Like this guy is that good. He's, he lines up off the line and he cannot be stopped. So he had in the first half against Arizona uh, in this last game, he had a hundred yards on eight catches and a touchdown. And no matter what the defense tried to do, they couldn't stop him. There was nothing they could do. Like his route running was so precise. He caught everything that went to him, even if the throw wasn't great. He's, he's got a out of this is out of tight ends and wide receivers, all pass catchers so far through the preseason. He has a PFF grade of 94.2 or something like that, which is the highest out of everybody. Um, this guy is going to be a star. As you guys know, the Ravens know how to draft tight ends pretty well. So, six, six, two, so, you know, what's that? Six, six, right. Yeah. Nine, big yeah. dude. Yeah. You know, he's a little undersized in terms of just his, his, uh, his bulk, but that's not what we're going to look for from him. We have a, we have Nick Boyle, who's a tight end, who's our blocking tight end. So this is all done with everything that Isaiah likely has done so far. Obviously it's preseason. You take what you want, but everything he's done so far is without Mark Andrews on the field. Mm-hmm. Imagine the two of them lined up on opposite sides as two different tight ends in a, in a, in a set like that. Um, they're going to be a nightmare. They're going to be impossible to guard. I'm, I'm already saying it. So look out for this guy. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, another guy who's, who's really caught everybody's eye is our punter, our new punter, Jordan Stout. Um, we drafted him in the fourth round and he's been awesome. He has been coffin corner and everything. His, his kicks have been, his punts have been accurate. He's been doing kickoff. Uh, we drafted him because Sam Cook was on his way out. It's the perfect, it was just the perfect uh, transition. So he's been great. Um, Pepe Williams, our, our uh, fourth round corner that we drafted, he got an interception this last week. He's been awesome. Uh, so I think, you know, all the way, all the way up to the sixth round, our sixth round running back, Tyler Beatty, he scored a touchdown this weekend. Um, they all look good. I mean, every one of them looks good. Uh, I don't see a, I don't see a single, a single bad player in that entire bunch. So I'm stoked. I am super excited for our rookie class because they have just, I mean, it's basically been our rookies beating down on the, the first two preseason games. You don't know shit, Dan. I know. So, I know how that. it feels. Anybody you're excited that you guys got a free agency? Well, we just got Demarcus Robinson, uh, which I am yeah. excited about. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about needing a needing that just that a little little bit additional of uh, um, wide receiver help. So I think with Demarcus Robinson, I think that's going to be a lot of help. Um, and uh, I think he's got good, good potential. Uh, I love what we've done with our offensive line. I know you I know you guys uh, have not great things to say, but we got Jawan James uh, from, from the Broncos and he's just a depth piece. I mean, he's just, he's just a depth piece for us. So 
you know, we got Morgan Moses from the Jets, who's uh, who was really, really good and started at he's he's kind of like the Iron Man type of dude. He's he started at right tackle for the Jets for like the last, you know, he hasn't missed a game in like four years, which as a as an offensive lineman is pretty impressive. So um, so our offensive line, just the things we did there, huge. And then I love that we brought back Michael Pierce uh, for our, you know, just a little bit of additional defensive line depth. Um, re-signing Justin Houston is, is exciting. That's going to be something until David Ajabo and Odafe Owe can uh, get that chemistry, which they will. Eventually they will, and it's going to be nasty. Um, that's going to be good. And then Kyle Fuller, um, as a, just as a depth wide or a cornerback, he got an interception this weekend as well. So have a happy, happy to have him. You didn't even mention Marcus Williams. Well, he hasn't played. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled, but it's hilarious how much this is, this is why I'm so excited about the Ravens is because it's kind of, I kind of, now this is an extreme example, but I kind of see it like the way the Warriors were. The Warriors are a top level team in the NBA. And then they had a, a significant chunk of their main players injured. And so then they were able to load up in the draft with really good players. And then their healthy guys came back. And then it's like, whoa, now there's just good players all over the place. And that's how I feel about the Ravens. With being injured last year, we were able to just fill the, the board with depth, just depth position after depth position. So I'm telling you, um, we had in our first game against the, against the Titans, we had 35 guys, 35 of our core players didn't suit up because they didn't need to, because that's, that's how much depth we had there. And we still kicked the shit out of the Titans. And they had like 20, I think they had 21 or 22 guys who didn't suit up on that team. So yeah, Marcus Williams hasn't played. Chuck Clark hasn't played. Uh, Marlon Humphrey hasn't played. Marcus Peters hasn't played. Patrick Queen, Calais Campbell, uh, you know, the big, the big core of our defense, none of them have played. Uh, you know, none of Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, uh, Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, none of those guys have played. None of our big offensive linemen have played. So, you know, this is just speaks to the fact that we're able to continue to win preseason games. It speaks to the depth that uh, I think that we have now, especially after loading up. All right, man. That's exciting for you. Fuck you. So, yep. I'm happy. I mean, who knows? Who knows how it would all translate? I'm, I'm excited based on preseason games, which I know is. The health is exciting. Know, like knowing you're getting everyone back is exciting. Right. But that's the health, the depth, just what I've seen so far, especially from Isaiah Likely. I want you guys to remember this podcast as me telling you that Isaiah Likely, whether it be for the Ravens or somebody else, will be a star in the NFL. All right. And if you don't believe me, just go watch his preseason highlights and you'll see what I mean. Are you telling the people to take a, a flyer on him late in the draft, fantasy draft? It wouldn't be a bad idea. Ooh, fantasy draft. Um, all right. Well, I, I did. I know you mentioned the, uh, the game against the Titans. I did real quick want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, Malik Willis. Because I'm, I'm going back now and – Imagining how I reacted the night of the draft and how I felt about the picket 
pick over Willis. And now I'm kind of happy it worked out that way. Watching Malik Willis, and it just felt like he was relying on pure athleticism. Well, and I, I, don't, I don't think that's a Malik Willis fault. I think that's a good thing for him to be able to do, first and foremost. I think he's actually looked great. Yeah, me too. Quite these last these first two weeks, and he, I guess continuing to state take it for what it's worth because it's preseason. Who knows what that really means for him and that and that franchise? But he's looked good. He's his athleticism has shown that it translates to the NFL. I think he's made some crafty plays that, regardless of who he's playing against, he had to do it, and he was able to successfully get it done. So I think he's looked good, man. I, I like him. Uh, obviously, we lucked out and got Russell Wilson, but. I'll tell you what, if we didn't, I would be really bitter right now. Oh, man, this would be rough. Remember last year when you guys were all about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron yeah. Rodgers, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Fuck, fuck Patrick Sertan. <laughs> hey, that's my well, big player. Malik Willis, okay. Malik Willis yeah, certainly, too, uh, he, he doesn't um, – I agree with Casey. He does look good. Uh, it's hard. It's sort of hard to tell, especially with these rookies. I mean – I look at this rookie class and who knows what will happen in the future, but it's like comparing these, these rookie quarterbacks to what we saw last year. um, As far as just, just as far as um, the caliber of quarterback that, that came out, it's just hard for me to think that, you know, Malik Willis, who who knows what he'll end up being. He certainly doesn't have a, uh, a quarterback mentor there in Tennessee. We've learned that much nope. uh, that uh, Ryan Tannehill could give a fuck less about Malik <laughs> Willis, but uh, uh, you know, who knows, who knows? It, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Malik Willis earn a starting job in Tennessee uh, within the first year and a half. Yeah. And mostly the way they they run the ball, him with Derrick Henry back there with this athletic oh. would be a, a, ah. a problem for people. Right, for sure. Derrick Henry, Henry's just an absolute animal. Um, all right, good deal. Well, we got another week left. Yeah, this is the last week of the preseason, and there's actually a break between the preseason and the regular season. The regular season ends up for two weeks. Get a little yeah, perfect. For it. It's perfect that. because it is it is the perfect weekend for us to just cram in fantasy drafts. Yep. Yeah, it's after preseason. It's right before oh, the yeah. season starts. You don't have to worry about anything. You just, just get yourself a fantasy draft, which is obviously what we're doing. Um, and uh, I love that too. I agree. I love that there's a little bye week for all those guys to just get ready and just get prep, get together. that extra week of prep for their first game, whoever that might be. That's going to be exciting. All right. Well, we're back at last in the league. We will be back next week. Enjoy back, this baby. last week of preseason. And thanks all for listening. Thanks, uh, thanks for the thanks for the loyal listeners who tuned in every week while we were gone, looking for content <laughs> that wasn't there. And uh, <laughs> you're going to come back this week. I know you've been faithful and just looking every single day probably at once an hour to see if anything's been posted. Um, and finally you will be rewarded. There will be something new here. And next week I'd love to, uh, if you guys are uh, up for it, I'd love to uh, make some predictions for the season. Right. Yeah, right. for sure. Let's do it. I'll say right now, Russ MVP. 
Okay, well, that's uh, you're drunk. Perfect.